Book your flu vaccination online today at chemistwarehouse.co.nz. This is In the Red with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. 7 o'clock, yes, welcome in. We celebrate all things to do with the Crusaders, all things to do with Canterbury and Tasman Rugby. I'm going solo again, but we are going to very shortly hear from Crusaders coach Scott Roberts and the press conference that he gave after the Crusaders came back to beat the Melbourne Rebels 43-17 after trailing at half-time by 24 points to 12. Always one of those banana skin games. You get on a plane... You're told you need to be focused. You're told there's no easy game. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, hey, it's still the Rebels, whether it be subconsciously or consciously. And you need to get a little bit of a fright. But they got the job done, which is so typical of the Crusaders. A little bit later on in the programme, we will catch up with um, sports reporter for Stuff, based in Christchurch, Robert Van Royen, just to get his thoughts from a media point of view in regards to the Crusaders' season so far and the big clash coming up against the Chiefs. Remember, it was the Chiefs that beat the Crusaders in the very first round. A little bit later in this half hour, we will open the lines on 0800 150 811 if you do want to talk. Crusaders Rugby, of course, you can text us in too here on double eight double three. But first up, let's head back across to Amy Park. It was the last game for the Rebels at that stadium. But here from Crusaders coach Scott Robertson after a nervous start. You know, we were in there, there half on, oh, in there 22 on the line. We had, I think it was three held ups, that little kick in on the line, um, little knock on. Like we're 14 times in there, we converted twice. They were in four times into our 22 and converted three times. So we knew we had opportunities and they would have been desperate, but we'd, if we could make them make enough tackles, we thought we'd, we'd get the benefit in the second half, and we did. Is that what you, when you talked about their tackles, that obviously they were coming at you pretty hard in the first half? Yeah. Maybe we're going to run out of steam a little bit? Yeah, you're back, yeah, you're, you're back your bench. You know, we knew they were going to make a big difference, and obviously Jack Hood, you know, hasn't played much year, this year, but played tonight, and Cullen Grace... Was exceptional in Big Dallas McLeod. You know, he's Reese Hodge, really, of using rugby side by side with him. Um, and he was outstanding. So the impact in our young hooker, how good was he? You know, Ioni. Well, Ioni, um, he, he, we picked him up out of counties Manukau. Um, look, he, it's sort of like his first year NPC, he's 21 years old. We saw a little bit of Kevin Mialamu in him, and we thought, you know, like he's got a bit of power. Had never really had much throw coaching stuff, and he he just works hard as I've seen anyone work. And he went out there and was was beautiful for us. Just just gave us those line breaks to score a try to keep the momentum up. So we're, I'm really pleased for him and his family here. Yeah. Did you get him after George Bell was hurt? Uh, he, he he was actually our fourth hooker cover because Cody started late, and then when George Bell got injured, we kept them. So he was going to go home. He was a, sort of a week away from going home. So, you know, we're pleased. Yeah. Still, I mean, your scrum obviously, you know, probably got better of the reference, but a few, still a few line out wobbles, but obviously. Yeah, which a couple of overthrows just went quite at the peak of our throw, and it's just like, those little things of every every game, um, you know, if, yeah, we just got to nail them. We just got to nail those and keep the pressure on. So, coming off. Uh, a bye week and uh, you know it's obviously a tough game tonight uh, is that 
now you're thinking maybe towards next week, was this the ideal type of step up, week off, then have a tough game tonight? Yeah. And then you go into the Chiefs next week? Yeah, look, look, the Chiefs have been superb, had a great season, they've got great cohesion, they've um, got depth in all positions, um, a good lesson round one. They're playing good footy, so it's a, it's going to be a good match up to Hamilton. We've always had some beauty rivalries over the years, so that this is a good um, good preparation, yeah, for that. Did we get well joined back anytime soon? We hope so. Is it just? It's, it's not concussion related, is it? Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, it, it, it's it's quite complicated. I won't get too medical on it. It's not my area, but. He's close, you know, you're right, not quite close enough. We feel for him because he's, he's doing everything he can, yeah. He is training with the team, mate. Yeah, look, we, we, we thought he was going to be right this week. That's how close he was and uh, we made a decision he wasn't quite right, yeah, to travel. So. What do you make of the Rebels? I mean, you haven't, that's the most points I think they've scored in the first half over against you guys, like they... Oh, they're so close. It was tough, physical, as I said, you know, their completion rate... They're really clear and well. When they're playing and they've got momentum, they're just hard to stop. We know they're tough. We know they're physical. But I think the, the you know, there's, there's got to be stuff like the rugby ability to keep the pressure on. Uh, you know, they try to slow the game on us in that second half, and we sped it up, and we just felt that you know we run over the top of them like a lot of the teams have had if we get them in momentum so that's the area of work on it's great it's quite obvious they know it um, so if they get that right they'll, and they've got to pick up a win too you know one of those you know scalp like ours you know that makes a huge difference to the confidence of the group yeah uh, Rosa you missed the uh, super round here yeah uh, this year um, so what was no, no, no. I went um, last year. I went on the old um, wave pool, but I got a brand new knee about nine months ago, so the surgeon banned me from that just in case you they wanted to sand bottom there. So, I um, mean, I'd never got out to talk here. I, was, I thought about it, but I, I um, did some shopping for the wife, so she'd be happy <laughs> instead. And, yeah. Um, I know we're not supposed to talk about next year, but but with that in mind, uh, what does that mean for this year? Uh, you know, you guys have won a lot of comps, you've been involved with that. Um, so how important is it for you, personally, to to finish off with the Crusaders? Oh, my focus is week to week and day to day here, you know, like... Look, I'm really clear, the good thing is we've, we've, I know what's happening, we all know what's happening, so I can focus on the Crusaders and, and uh, enjoy it, enjoy each day, yeah. Yeah, saw belly ache. Um, went to training um, this morning, and you know Frank Panici and the club have well, got a great relationship. Um, Ken Munster was um, slinging a few one-liners at me because he got the job made, and it was, it was quite good actually. That we've got some good banter, and there's a really good connection between the two clubs. So you know it was good to connect with them. And um, Christian Walsh gave our president our jerseys tonight to us, and yeah, it was, it was a nice touch. He's just a breath of fresh air, isn't he, Scott Robertson? Just the way he answers questions. Uh, you can just feel there's a, a genuine rapport between himself and the media. You know, he's not above it all. It's not a so much a chore where rugby, I think, in this country has got to the point now where there is just so much suspicion, there is just so much paranoia 
uh, whether it be towards the New Zealand media or whether it be towards New Zealand fans for whatever reason. And Scott Robertson, I think, just removes those barriers. And he's just really easy to listen to. Um, and, you know, he's happy to talk about the surfing. And I think he quite likes that as well. It'll be a defining game this weekend when they take on the Chiefs, a game which I think they'll go close to winning. Uh, do you remember Scott Hansen? Now, he is part of the Crusaders coaching staff. When the Blues beat the Crusaders last year in round robin, Scott Hansen and the coaching staff thought we're probably going to play the Blues in the final, went away and spent eight weeks concentrating and focusing on how to beat the Blues if they did meet in the final. And as they say, the rest is history. Would not be surprised if they have said to Scott Hansen, do what you need to do for us to beat the Chiefs this weekend. Break it down. Tell us what their weaknesses are. Tell us what their strengths are. And the best approach in terms of beating them. It's going to be one hell of a game. Saturday night, five past seven in Hamilton. Hopefully, they get a good crowd. Oh, look, if you want to comment on the Crusaders, 0800 150 811 is the number. 0800 150 811 is the number. It is nine minutes after seven. We will catch up very shortly with Robert Van Royen, Christchurch-based sports reporter for Stuff and the Press. Just want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances. And the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Right, my singing is appalling. <laughs> Looking forward to carrying up with our next guest. I've read a lot of his articles. Uh, Robert Van Royen is a Christchurch-based sports reporter for Stuff in the Press. Covers the Crusaders, joins us on the programme. Robert, good evening. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. You well? Yeah, yeah, no, staying out of trouble, just. Uh, right, let's say, um, really, really important game this Saturday. I guess we find out whether or not, I guess, the great Crusaders dynasty potentially is coming to an end. Do you believe this weekend they have the cattle to beat the Chiefs in Hamilton? Uh, gee, very good question. And it's, uh, honestly, you know, I, I think they'll be... Their chances probably aren't great. So I think it's hard to see them going up there and beating the Chiefs this week. And it's likely because they're still missing some cattle. Uh, if Ethan Blackadder was there, I think, I mean, that, that's a massive difference alone. I mean, Ethan yep. Blackadder was Agree. standing for me before he did his calf. Um, if he was there, and I think, I mean, I think the big thing when you look at the Crusaders is the difference between, I guess, if, if Fletcher and Yule was healthy. And if George Bauer was healthy, that when you can bring guys like Bauer and Yule off the bench, you know, with half an hour left, when when they're gone, now you're taking you're looking at a guy like a Seb Calder who's got a, a bright future, but he's, you know, he's just not a Fletcher Yule or an Ollie Yeager's still not there. So just the, some of the depth isn't quite there. And I think going to Hamilton, I think they will get a really big crowd. Uh, you, you heard McMillan the other day saying, you know, let's have really created intimidating. Atmosphere, look, nothing really intimidates the Crusades. Like they can go to Johannesburg and win a title as they did in 2017. But I still just think, I mean, they've, yes, they've got some bodies back the last few weeks, but they haven't had the chance to gel and, and have mm. the cohesion. So, look, oh, absolutely, it wouldn't surprise anyone, I don't think, if the Crusaders did one. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'd be tipping the Chiefs still. Yeah, it's interesting. When the Crusaders beat the Blues in the final last year after the Blues had the measure of them in round robin, 
I think it was Scott Robertson who came out and talked about Scott Hansen in the background, who went away after that mm. Blues loss and said, look, there's a good chance we're going to meet them in the final. Clearly went, spent eight weeks doing his due diligence, eight weeks doing his homework, finding out their weaknesses and the best way of beating them. I just sort of sense there's probably going to be the level of this sort of level of intellectual investment in this game as well. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and look, even last week, I think it was quite refreshing. Really, I mean, you generally don't. You, you know, every week you hear the cliches of, "Oh, look, we're taking it one week at a time." But last week, I mean, yes, James Marshall was someone who's a, a quite media savvy, and he's got his own podcast and he speaks very well. But last week, he was very open that yes, the Crusaders were already looking ahead to the Chiefs, and mm. they were already planning in the background for it. So. Oh, absolutely. They would have been looking at this, for, and probably ever since week. I mean, look, they knew they were going up to Hamilton this week ever since, well, well before they even lost to the Chiefs in round one. And that 21-point loss in, in round one stung them big time. And that's the worst equal defeat um, under Robertson since 17, since he took over a match that lost to the Highlanders at home also a couple of years ago. Um, it stung big time. So, look, this is one they've been targeting. Uh, that said, I think... You know, as, as big as this game is, and it's a, it's a it's a cracker for Super Rugby. I think the competition needs it, regardless what happens. It's uh, it is still just a regular season game, and I honestly think they'll probably meet again in the playoffs. Yeah, the fact that the Crusaders have been decimated by so many injuries—you've referred to a number of them. Good to see guys like Jack Goodyear back. Um, hopefully, Will Jordan might get a place at least on the bench this weekend. What? does that mean in terms of the way they play the game? Do they rely more now on Richie Mawanga in a kicking game? Um, tell us sort of what you, observe, your, you have observed in recent weeks in terms of the way the Crusaders are playing rugby. Yeah, well, they're really trying to find their feet. I mean, they, they, it's, it's been... I mean, every year they've had these patches. I've always said this. And all of their... And each of the year they've won the title under Robinson. They've had these patches where they've spluttered, they've lacked the cohesion, which we've seen all season, really, apart from that game against the Blues, where they, that was by far their best performance, and that was off the back of that surprise loss to the drawer. They're really trying to find their feet, and we haven't really seen, and they've used 40 players already this season, mm. and that was before their buy, nine debutants. Um, it's, it's quite unheard of, really. So, um, it's we haven't just, we just haven't had a chance to see the continuity. Even last week, I mean, good news coming off the bench, um, so we just and you got to also remember they've got new new two new coaches this year, including James Marshall, working with the backs. So you know, Andrew Goodman's gone, who had a real he was here for years. Um, so it's 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 really it just hasn't they just haven't clicked yet this year, is how I put it. Even I mean the Blues game they scored some good tries on the counter as they do, but we just haven't seen the cohesiveness of the Crusaders yet. Um, and and this this week will be an interesting one. I mean, I suspect Colin Grace will will start. Um, what they do in the midfield will be very interesting if they if they go with the heavy. I mean, Lester Fanganuka will be back, and I think he's 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 really important to this team. Uh, you saw last week they uh, they really missed his punch, and even after that Moana Pacifica game where the Crusaders were again scratchy, I mean, you heard Robertson say after the match they missed his punch, so he's going to be massive this week. Um, Will Jordan, will we see him? I don't know. Potentially off the bench. I don't think they wouldn't throw him straight into start. Otherwise, I wouldn't be surprised if they hold him out until uh, the uh, Western Force next week. Is there room in the starting lineup for Dominic Gardner? Because I think he has been um, absolutely rock solid given the opportunities he's been given. Potentially, yeah, this week. Because just, again, with no Blackadder, Potentially there is, um, but then again, it won't surprise me if now that you've got Whitelock, he's not going to play at lock. I mean, they've 
yes, he had to play a fair bit of lock there when they were so uh, short, short there. But they really would rather, you know, they don't see him as a lock. They see him as a, as a six, generally. So, yeah. um, But they also really, obviously, Sione Havili, Tali Tui, he's got that real... Um, He's got that sort of that real physical game that they like, and he's got a, probably a bit of running game. So, um, yeah, potentially it'll be a bit of a toss-up between those two who they go at six. But, I mean, you can lock in Barrett and, and Whitelock at, at lock, which is big. Obviously, they actually were missing Whitelock in round one, uh, even before he broke that hand against the Chiefs. So he was quite a big loss in that match, obviously. Um, yeah, I do agree with you, though. Yeah, Dom Garden's been fantastic this year, and he's, he's definitely... Um, he's definitely more of a six than a lock, though. Okay, so if we go back through the nine rounds of Super Rugby so far, in terms of the Crusaders at their best, out of 100, what sort of percentage rating do you think they're at at the moment? Gee, honestly, like, you know, having covered all their games, like, you know, I I go back to things every year they have these patches, but, you know, I don't see them as being much better than a 75 to 80%. They've just been that scratchy. It's... uh, I mean, they, I don't think any other team really would have been able to have 17 guys injured and still go six until five. Sorry, five and two. They got to their bye when they had 17 out. I mean, that just everyone sort of, you know, I only you know, heading into the season when you look at their locks or, or across all their positions and saying, geez, half of these guys have got to go to the Highlanders. Well, gee, and then, then they get 17 guys out injured. You think, geez, just imagine if they had some of these guys had left. Um, yeah, look, I still think, you know, 75, 80%, they've, they've just been that. They've been quite tough to watch, really. Um, just so many mistakes. Yeah, yeah um, but that's only because of the incredibly high standards they've set in recent times, isn't it? I mean, you are benchmarking yeah. them against just wonderful, wonderful sides. That's right. Yeah, that, that's definitely a part of it. Um, but, you know, they've also been pretty, um, you know, they've admitted themselves. They just, they just haven't been up to their... Usual stand. I mean, look at look at their lineout, for instance. And, and look, a massive part of that is Sam Whitelock um, being out. And they lost Mitch Dunchay in round one for the season. Quinton Strange only played his first game a couple of weeks ago. So at one stage they were down to Scott Barrett as their only contracted lock. Um, but you know, heading into last week, they were ranked 11th out of 12 in lineout accuracy, about 83. Um, percent And it's not all the locks, but I mean, there's, there's been a lot of you know both Cody Taylor and Brody McAllister have been guilty of. Over, there's been quite a few overthrows, and again, you saw two more last week. Um, both costly mistakes once when they were, it cost them a chance to get a rolling mall going. Another time it led directly to a, one of the tries um, against them. So, yeah, their line hasn't been up to scratch. Their scrum's been very good. Uh, Mighty Williams has been a real, um, he's been very outstanding since moving to tight head prop. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think he's got World Cup written all over him, actually. Mm. I mean, I, and and it's funny. Like he, you know, he was a real um, fantastic option last year as, as a loose head coming as an impact player. And then this year it was he was going to be the impact player at tight head, and then they lose uh, Fletcher Newell on top of Ollie Jaeger, so he's been starting then. And he barely only started two games for mm. Crusaders before this year, so yeah, he's, he's been fantastic. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's definitely comparing it to the Crusaders mm. teams of the past, but we. we Look, I, I still once if, you know they've got guys back now. Once they if they can stay healthy, string some guys together. I, like I don't think you'll see you might not see their best this week, but you know they, they've always been very good at building just those last four or five mm. weeks into the playoffs, and then they and then they just prime. Robert Van Ruyen, appreciate your time tonight on the program. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. 24 minutes after seven, you can't have... Look, so, yeah, I guess that. I mean, let's be honest, Chiefs going as favourites at home, unbeaten so far this season, playing really, really good rugby. But if anybody's going to tip them up, if anybody's going to bring that winning run to an end, 
doesn't surprise you if it's the Crusaders. Uh, this particular show is called In the Red, and you probably really can't have a Crusaders show without their biggest fan and Canterbury Rugby's biggest fan. Um, he doesn't just wear a patch, it's a permanent piece of skin that's just grown over one eye. Graham joins us. Hi, Graham. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, my mum and dad had that surgically put there just after birth. No, you did right. It, uh, yeah, I can't. it was funny yesterday when I was talking to Steve Devine when you mentioned something like that. Great, great bit of humour there, Mark. But um, yeah, no, a good interview with Robert Van Royen. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with probably, you know, I really respect Robert. He's a nice guy too. And uh, yeah, I'm a wee bit more, um, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this game. I just see it as a, as a huge challenge for the Crusaders. But I, I, I believe that, People were, you know, I, I think they're in with a good chance of beating the Chiefs. I just think, I sense a bit of overconfidence. Um, the Chiefs have been a confident team all season. I mean, Damien McKenzie said, well, they were building something special before they beat us here. And I scoffed at it. And, um, and of course, then they, we played poorly and they, they took, put us away in the second half. But I, I, think, I think, you know, even with those players out, I think... The, the Sam Whitelock fact, I know Brodie Retallick's playing great rugby too, but, uh, you know, Sam's back into it again. And <clears throat> I would like Dominic Gardner to start, like you, actually. So you start him at six? Um, yeah. Yep. Yes, I would. Um, yeah, with Cullen Grace at eight. Yep. Um, because I, I think Dominic Gardner deserves that. Uh, Sione Havili, a uh, very good player. You know, he's... Um, He's actually, you know, even some of them against the Fijian Drawer is one of the better ones on a pretty bad afternoon over there. <clears throat> but I, I would have Dominic Gardner because I think that, um, you know, he plays, he's similar to Ethan Blackadder and he's different as well. They're both mm. great players and we do miss Ethan, but I think Dominic Gardner has brought, he's bulked up a lot, you know, and he's, he's, He's very physical with his game as well as being very mobile and a good. And he runs hard with the ball. And I think against the Chiefs, um, you need size and you need people with mobility because we know it's going to be a very physical match. Because that Crusader Chiefs games are they're some of the niggliest games. You know, even Crusaders and Blues are great games too. But there's always been, a, especially since the Dave, you know, Dave back when Dave Rennie coached them, it's really continued ever since then. Um, you know. Uh, even though they haven't won since two thirty, so yeah, I, yeah, no, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, well, like I said, Graham, I think if anybody can bring the Chiefs' run to an end, I think it is the Crusaders. And it's you know, it's a shame that the rest of Super Rugby doesn't have these. You know, it's just the one game in the round that everybody's looking forward to. Hey, Graham, as always, thank you for your time tonight on the program. No, good, it was good fun. Thank you, mate. 27 minutes after 7, so listening to a show dedicated to Crusaders rugby and they've earned the right, they've earned the, um, they've got the reputation, haven't they, for us to be able to sit here and go, they could win this. Um, interesting that Robert Van Royen there, you know, talking about that the Crusaders have been frustrating to watch. But that's only because, as I said, because of the wonderful standards they've set, they are the benchmark you know, their benchmark is 90%, and if they're playing at 85%, it's failure, where everybody else in this competition would be loved to play at 85%. And you look at the injuries that Robert Van Royen mentioned, the players that are out, and imagine if the Crusaders get up and beat the Chiefs, knowing that a lot of those guys are still coming back, the likes of Ethan Blackadder, the likes of a Will Jordan, um, Jack Goodhue. It is scary. It is scary, the depth they have or the way they can take young talent and develop it. That is another edition of In the Red. We will take a break here on SENZ.
and we will come back with Pacific Flair. But just want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Thank you for their uh, commercial partnership with us. Please, um, if you are looking for a chemist, go to the Chemist Warehouse. DHL, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Special thanks to DHL.